SecondCityHockey.com Jonathan Taves. Commit to us. Commit to the jersey. Commit to our people here. Welcome to Monday Morning Deep Dish, although after the long holiday weekend, it's more like Tuesday Deep Dish. Uh, my name is Shepard Price, and with me as always uh, are LBR. Hi. And Mill Savage. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about the rest of, uh, well, not the rest of, but most of the offseason, uh, trade rumors and free agency. Um, we won't touch on the expansion draft because... You can probably predict what we'll what we'd have to say about the expansion draft, and so instead, let's start off by talking about the biggest trade rumor around the Blackhawks right now. Uh, one, Duncan Keith. So LBR, I know how special Keith is to you. Why don't you start us off? Yeah. So uh, what was it? Two weeks ago now, Friedman announced that Keith was interested, or the Blackhawks were exploring rumors to move Keith to the Northwest. Pacific or Western Canada. Um, and then it came out pretty much as predominantly because Keith wants to be closer to his son, um, which makes sense. Um, with all the COVID restrictions, uh, his ex-wife kept their son up closer to where they actually live in Canada. So that's in Western Canada. So that makes sense. Oh my God. It's going to be so hard though, to see Keith in any Jersey. That's not a Hawks Jersey. Um, but I mean, it's probably not a bad time to do it because the Blackhawks should be focusing on younger players. And although I think Duncan Keith brings a lot in a mentorship role, Colleton has been playing him too much and he is not a one D anymore, unfortunately. And he's been putting up some of the league worst statistics in that role with the Blackhawks. And I'm sure some of that has to do with how terrible the Blackhawks are defensively, but like, not allowing their defensive players to uh, protect the blue line very much. A big harp. I think we all agree is stupid. Uh, So maybe he can get better on a team that will use him properly. I don't know if there's a team in Western Canada that that would actually be a part of, but uh, so I don't know how much (laughs) I want to talk about other than, uh, the trade destination that keeps popping up is Edmonton. What do you guys think yeah. about that? Yeah, let's Mill, let's go. Let's throw it to Mill. Mill uh, uh, Edmonton versus like just in general trading Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really weird to be even talking about this. Like, I feel like this used to come up a lot because he, he has such a good contract for you know what he has been. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we're having this conversation, it's super weird. I mean, Keith's been in the system for 19 years, so it's like super bizarre. But um, I think if Keith just cares about being closer to his son, which makes sense with the restrictions, like LBR said, obviously Edmonton is very much closer than Chicago. It's a very long way. But Edmonton sucks, so I don't think he's going to get much better, you know, anything ice-wise. Like, it's not going to be like, oh, he's going to be used properly or whatever. Like, they're bad. So it just really depends for me with the Hawks is if the Hawks can get the right guy back. Other than that, it's like I feel bad for Duncan Keith either way. I I think I think the Kraken, uh, with how analytically focused they've been, it it's a little bit wild to me that they're apparently in on it, in on Duncan Keith, considering, again, Maybe it's just the, the defensive system they play under Collison, right. but like his his analytics are not great for like the last three to five years. Um, so it makes it a little bit wild to me, but yeah, it's it's a passing of the torch moment. To I don't know who is it, is Murphy the step up and be the new Duncan Keith? Is Adam Boquist going to? Is Ian Mitchell? Like I don't know who's being passed the torch, but passing of the torch moment. I think it's weird too because the league has kind of changed since Keith was one of the top defensemen in the league. So now the guys who are seen like the top defensemen, a lot of them are more like not just offensive, but a lot more two way than Keith. So it's kind of, I don't know, his usage is very odd. Like how whoever's going to use him, it's going to be weird. Yeah. And go ahead. ahead, If he goes to Seattle, I think it's going to be like, he's going to almost be like uh, brought in for this is the big player. This is a big name. Everybody knows him kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. And they're willing to eat that type of contract as long, you know, and then Edmonton is the whole, like we all, we know now Keith's contract forever was beautiful. It's not anymore. And everybody knew that was going to happen. You know, eventually it would be a negative market value contract. And that's how it is now, but not to certain GMs. Okay. Like this is the thing that some fans are having a hard time reconciling like Edmonton fans is that GMs look at things like leadership and intangibles and things that Keith brings to the table that don't show up into stats. Now we could argue all day long, whether or not that should be the case, but the fact of the matter is lots of GMs like that kind of stuff. And so that's something that these GMs are going to be thinking about. Ken Holland's going to be thinking about in Edmonton. So as long as the Hawks don't have to give anything up to get rid of Keith, it'll suck from a fan perspective, but it's not the end of the world in any other way to me, you know, like it fills a void, but that void was already there even with Keith because he wasn't filling it either. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like don't give up something you need just to get rid of them. I think the only thing they're they're contemplating giving up, though, thankfully, is is cap space and just retaining some of his salary. So uh, Bob uh, Stafford, who's on Oilers now, he had like a podcast with Friedman where he said that the Blackhawks don't want to take any money back. Um, they might be willing to retain a small amount, but not like fifty percent, like no Oiler fans. 20, like, no, yeah. it has to be half a salary. That's never going to happen. Um, <laughs> And that they don't, you know, they don't even want to take back a good contract player. I don't think Edmonton has too many of those. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, so that's fine. But they're looking for like a pick and a prospect. Um, Or they might take back somebody like Turris who can be buried 
almost entirely. I think only like 500 K if his contract wouldn't, but I, if they're bringing back a picker, a prospect, even better for the Blackhawks. Um, I don't know what that would be like a second, a third, a Caleb Jones type who knows. Cause I know his name has been tossed out a little bit. I don't, the only thing I know about Caleb Jones is that he hasn't been super great in a third pairing role. He's he's okay, but he's not been great. He's what twenty yeah. four. I just want to yeah, around that age. I just want to throw this out there because you brought up the, you know what Edmonton people are saying. It's like there's all these weird Edmonton people complaining about Keith online, and I'm like, I get what you're saying, sort of, but you guys have the best two offensive players in hockey, and you couldn't win a single playoff game. So maybe relax a little bit. I mean, they could barely win a game against the Blackhawks last year. Yeah, and the Blackhawks yeah. are bad. Exactly, <laughs> and and it's like Connor McDavid's like the best player on the planet, and you're. It's like, well, you haven't won anything with the best player on the planet, so maybe you take a step back. <laughs> Sorry, I just get so thrown off by these people online. I'm like, do you even watch the Hawks? Like, you could tell he's in the worst system in hockey, right? Yeah. And, and, and again, he's just playing, he can't be playing 20 minutes a night anymore, but 19, I'm sure he's fine at 19. Yeah. He's playing like 25 all year. It's yeah, crazy. Exactly. Also, I always bring up Chara when I'm talking about Keith, because the reason Chara extended his time in Boston playing essentially a top pairing role was because McAvoy was so good that he could float Chara a lot. If, a team could find somebody who was a McAvoy type, then Keith could be fine. I don't even have to be as good as McAvoy, but you know that yeah. clicks with Keith. Again, I don't know if Edmonton is that place or if Seattle well, I, could get those types of players, but I wrote uh. about that in my Keith piece. I said if he's not playing if he's not a cowboy anymore, he's playing center field and you have a guy who can go do that, he'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you said, but unfortunately. I mean, look what the Hawks are trying to do with him. They're putting him a stay-at-home type guy. So, yeah. So, I mean, again, as long as the Blackhawks aren't doing something crazy, and again, this whole thing—the other thing the Edmonton fans keep saying is, "Well, we're, why should we do Chicago a favor?" You're not doing Chicago a favor. You're doing Keith a favor. <laughs> the Blackhawks could keep Keith and be fine. Like that was their plan. They've said that from the beginning, they weren't looking to move him, that they've been given Keith the option pretty much in all of his exit interviews to be like, do you want to stay with the team for the rebuilding? And he was fine with it until this past year. And the only difference was his son had to stay in Canada. So yeah, it's a family thing. It's kind of like Jalmerson. Jalmerson's not, he could get another contract, but he's opting to go back to Sweden because he wants to be near his family. Was there any talk about Calgary at all? No, uh, Friedman said that he thought Calgary and Vancouver were not in the mix. I don't think Vancouver and Keith want each other, to be honest, but I just think Keith would look sweet on those Calgary jerseys. That's the only reason I asked. <laughs> Give him in red. Yeah. Yeah. Because Edmonton's brutal looking. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh. Um, so one thing that started to pop up recently, and I don't know how much validity there was in this was this idea of uh, Strom potentially being added to a deal with Keith, not to like grease it as like the sweetener, but like to get more back from Edmonton. And of course there's the Strom McDavid connections um, previously from playing with with the Otters. Um, What would you guys, like, I can't even, Edmonton has such a bad prospect pool. Well, can I ask real quick, do you think that's just to make room for, uh, for Reichel? 
I think that Colleton is kind of done with Strom, which is annoying because I don't think you should make roster decisions based on a coach that hasn't proven anything. So oh, I agree. Oh, I agree with you. I think we're all in the same boat with that, but unfortunately we're stuck in the mud. Yeah. I think if anybody, if it's making room for anybody, it's probably for, uh, Henrik. Oh my God. Borgsberg. Borgstrom. 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 Yeah. One yep. of our European sons. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one they decide. I, I was sitting there thinking like if they add Strom to it, then it has to be more than a pick and, Jones that comes Caleb back. Jones, yeah. You gotta like, get I, I, like Broberg or somebody, you know? Yeah. I'd be cool. I'd be cool with like like you guys said, picks or prospects, just because anybody of of really good value over there is not coming over. Right. Anybody there's like the most most of the guys they have left are untouchable unless you want like Zachazian and I do not want yeah, Zach Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> not. No, he's gross. Also too, it's like, I don't think the Hawks could pay any of those guys right now. Like, I mean, obviously McDavid's way up there, but even look at like, you know, some of the other guys like nurse or dry like they don't have that kind of money available when they're going to have to pay to bring it and all that. Yeah. They'd have to like, I'd take Jesse Puyo Yarpy, but yeah, I like him too, but I just, I think I don't it- know. He he and Strom are pretty similar to me in terms of like where they are. They're both like trying their best, and they have like he could have the same season that Strom had this year next year because he had a pretty good season this year, but not as good as Strom has been with the Hawks. I don't know. I yeah. just I don't like the idea of giving up Strom. Period. Much less to a team that I don't think you're going to get value back from him because I don't think Edmonton has much value. No, and like aside from like a top like elite free agent signing, I don't think the Hawks need more forwards. Like you know, there's guys over there like Yamamoto and stuff who are okay, but it's like they have all these forwards. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, <laughs> so we've so Edmonton, we're like, <laughs> you take Keith, just treat him well. I hope the fans don't treat him poorly because he's awesome. I mean, even. Even when he's bad, he's awesome. <laughs> That's why I love Keith. He's better than most of their blue line. Yeah, <laughs> especially, especially if especially if uh, Clefbaum remains injured. Yeah. Ugh. What I mean. Ugh. Um. Okay. So moving on to the other big rumors that the Blackhawks were in for the other like biggest player that was rumored to be available is Eichel, but uh, Powers kind of shut that down. Um, he said that the Blackhawks are not in the Eichel sweepstakes, which thank God, um, not because Eichel isn't amazing, but because I don't think the Blackhawks can have three $10 million players on their. Yes. I, I think, I, I think Eichel was always like, if Jonathan Taves is not coming back, then we need a plan for a one C. And yeah. now that Jonathan Taves is coming back, it's like, well, we don't need a plan for one C. Yeah. Stay the course with doc to train him up. I don't think, I don't know if doc, will, I don't, I actually don't believe Doc will ever be as good as Eichel, but I think he can be a very good one C um, in this league. So yeah. you don't I have still to like the, go, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was, I still like the Hawks to get that other kind of top shelf guy, but like you guys said, unless Taves and Kane, their contracts run out and then they re up them at, especially Taves, maybe at five or six, you know, on that last deal, then you can kind of, make some wiggle room, but you can't have three guys making that kind of money. There's just no way. 
No. Yeah. Cool. Especially because especially because Alex and Renkat will start making that kind of money soon. Right. Totally. And and don't get me wrong, he's a great player too. I just think I would love them to have one more kind of, you know, just upper echelon top six kind of scoring guy. It's true. Um, but speaking of Debrinket, um, obviously they're not technically like we're talking about trades right now, but there were a lot of people that were like, well, Doc and might not be um, untouchable if they're talking about Eichel. Debrinket might be, not be untouchable because they're talking about Eichel because those are the two guys. They're like, those are the only two guys of like high end value that the Blackhawks have. So those are the people that Buffalo would be asking for. But Power said in his article again, that they are considered untouchable right now. Um, that doesn't well, mean the, it can't change, but currently they're untouchable. The Brinkett doesn't make any sense though, because when that bridge deal runs out, he wouldn't resign with Buffalo if they're in the, you know, in the cellar still. No, not unless they threw a lot of money at him and he really cared about money, but Yeah, no, I think he could get decent money though from a team where he could be competing, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was just good news to me because Lots of people brought up like, well, Tara Vinen was a was untouchable. He wasn't technically the year that they traded him. The year before that, a lot of teams were trying to get him and the Blackhawks shut him down, like shut them all down. But after they lost, like they got, you know, brutalized in the playoffs. Anybody's open to being traded at that point, unfortunately. First round exits will do that. Yeah, and I think the Hawks right now, their situation's so bad. It's kind of like, why gamble when it's not going to make a huge difference next year? Yep. Um, are there any other trade rumors the Blackhawks are in? Because I can't remember. Uh, we talked about one Jones. We talked about one Jones, brother. Let's talk about the second one. The Blackhawks are rumored to be in on Seth Jones oh, yeah. uh, from Columbus. <laughs> I'm here for it to create some controversy on the podcast. I'm just going to fly the Seth Jones flag because they're all going to be bad under Colleton anyway. He's so bad. He's so bad. He's he's a locker room cancer. We have a we have a, we, we have a captain with a stress disorder that will only be stressed out by the personality of Seth Jones. What well, doesn't make any goddamn sense to bring Seth Jones in? That's why they're going to do it <laughs> to ruin the Hawks more. <laughs> I just look at it completely from a statistical standpoint. Seth Jones, he's going to be so he's not. It's not like he's old or anything like that. Seth Jones is still pretty young, but he's not. He's going to be what turning um, twenty seven in October. You yeah, know? he's like he's nearing the end of his prime years. Yeah, exactly. So I'm so players will typically start to teeter off in not too long in his age wise, but he's already started. Like his decline started almost two years ago. And that's, you can watch the game and see that he's not playing as well as he did. And he's the only Columbus defender that got impacted so heavily. Okay. Nobody else on the team dropped like he did. His main partner did it, you know? So it's a high risk to take on a guy who's about to be 27 and wants to sign long-term and give up assets for him. You know, uh, for Isn't the that rich- what they just did with Zadorov? Isn't he about to turn 27? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't want the Blackhawks to pick up another first former first round pick that like was good. Um, actually, I think Zadorov just turned 26, so he's still got another year before he's oh, okay. But he's in that kind of I didn't mean to yeah. cut you off. I was just like, the way you worded it, I'm like, oh my god, we keep doing the same thing yeah. over here. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't mind them picking up older players that are 
still doing well at that age. Um, yeah. Like we'll talk about him more in depth at Hamilton. Um, but not if you're not if he's already declining. You know, like there's a chance he might uptick. But what if he doesn't? And you've given up assets for him, and you've signed him to a high contract because that's what he wants. He wants a long, lot of money contract. You know, uh, that's just a high risk to me. And I don't, I don't think a team that's still rebuilding should do that. That's just, right. my I, don't you, I don't think they're going to give money to anybody. Hmm? No, like, well, they, I don't think they, they're, they're talking about both him and Dougie Hamilton. They want to give money to somebody. Yeah. But I, I'm just looking at it from the perspective of, I don't think that they can, they, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs next year, even with one of those guys. So unless they maybe get a coach and until they get the coach, like a right coach and maybe Taves and Kane come off the books and they re-up them at a more affordable price. It's like, why throw money at a guy who's just going to want to get traded again? It's going to be like Taylor Hall going to Buffalo. Yeah. And honestly, there are more, and obviously things could change between now and next summer, but there are better options for potential UFAs next year than there are this year. So if you like, I think they should stay the course, even with Keith leaving, um, the only problem with that is that if they stay the course and don't pick up anybody, Keith goes, you got Murphy who has to be number one. Cause he's the best guy. He's only signed for like, what, one more year though. Um, yep. and then you've got Zadorov who they're probably going to re up. And then Ugh. you've got Dehan who might go to Seattle. So you literally only have, Murphy now as your actual veteran presence on the blue line who's any good because the door right. is great but what if that means the Dorov has to play top minutes you know because he's the other well Zadorov played top minutes the first half of the season didn't he he was getting like 20 23 ish the that. first the first half but then he fell off and he only averaged like 19 for the season right yeah. right but I'm saying that first half we were all going nuts over that right what it was Zadorov who was getting those minutes he was getting between two and three depending on situation but yeah i was just i can't i I can't handle that either i know (laughs) it's like a headache to try to watch um as the door is another player that i think he might be competent in the in a very right system but i don't think the blackhawks are correct for him not under this coach and probably not with the rest of the personnel that they have well, no, right. when this was supposed to be like a rebuilding year and about the kids, and it's like, well, Mitchell and Bodan aren't even skating because of this guy. It's like, that's terrible. Yeah. They they are better off getting whatever assets they can get for trading him away than they are for keeping, with, with, for keeping him. Especially yeah. if he wants close to $6 million, which is <laughs> ludicrous. Duncan um, Keith doesn't even make that kind of money. Yeah, I mean, I can understand him not wanting to make – close to what he's making. He did take two one year show me deals, but he didn't show anything. So <laughs> Oh, he showed stuff. <laughs> showed reasons why we shouldn't they shouldn't pay him. <laughs> I just I just think about the only reason I think they're going after some of these big name vets is because and wants to sign them long term, at least partially, is because they know with Keith going, Murphy only has a year left and he's not young anymore either. They only and, have he's, and he's had like what five playoff games, and he is somebody who probably should be in the market for a Stanley Cup. Yeah, so I can understand them trying to go after a Seth Jones type. Yeah, of I just and, don't want it to be him. 
Well, no. I think too, if like if you get a guy like a Jones or a, a Dougie Hamilton or anybody who carries any type of like, oh, it's a big deal. They signed the guy. It also helps them take away from what's going on right now in the public. Because a bunch of people are going to be like, oh, yeah, they're trying to, you know, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's one of those weird things where it's like, don't sign a guy for no reason. I wish they had, like, last year had been in the Devin Taves. Oh, yes. Because um, there were, I know that he didn't have, you know, he was a little bit older and only had two years of real experience, but he's so good in those two years. There's uh, a lot of value with him. Yeah, and it just shows how good Colorado's entire like system was to be like, yes, we want that. <laughs> Cause yeah, it was a steal. For and, they, and only, yeah, exactly. And only acquire it for two for second round picks. Um, and kudos to the Islanders for being able to give him up and not Still even being awesome. Yeah. Not <laughs> even be able to feel it, you know, like, yeah. I mean, that's largely a result of their first pairing, which is arguably one of the best pairings yeah. in the league. Well, I mean, the funny Go ahead. I was the funny thing is we always as as Hawks fans will, will compare go oh we we gave up Saad for Zadorov but what's funny is Taves was Zadorov's replacement in Colorado what does that say? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like well we don't want this guy we we need to, and then, so it's like we add this forward and then get a guy who's a legitimate defender. Sorry that just that's such a disgusting amount of deals that they made last year that I wish the Hawks could do. Yeah. <sighs> well. Okay, so I think that's we're I think Shep Shepard and I are on the same page where we're not super fans of Jones. We don't really want him in there for various reasons. And I think Mill, you're kind of okay with it. Um, um I'm I'm not really uh I'm only okay with it because I don't think it matters what they do until they get a, a coach. Yeah. And I hate to keep bringing that up, but it's one of those I, I'm with Shepard on the don't bring cancers into the locker room. Yeah. Um I just really don't think it'll be like a huge improvement or takeaway. You know what I mean? It's just going to be more of the same. Yeah. And if they don't, if Carlton keeps not letting people defend the freaking blue line. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, to me, I wouldn't even bother going after Jones, but it's just like, if they bring him over, it's not going to make him better or worse. It's true. Um, what are some, so we've talked about rumors that the Blackhawks are in. What are some players that you wouldn't, you would like to be traded for? Like just, and it doesn't have like I kind of keep them realistic of people who are maybe like on the block, um, like Sam well, Reinhart supposedly available. I would love to get him. I think he's awesome. That kind of stuff. Well, Miller's off the block now because he retired, so no Kane for Miller, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's done. It's died. <laughs> uh, what uh, would, it's a good what would you guys think about Nolan Patrick? Patrick, right? Is it Patrick or Patrick when you say his name? Nolan Patrick, I think. Yeah. I uh, I was at that draft, actually. That was in Chicago. They so, drafted him. Yeah, I it remember was it was the Patricks, right? It was the draft of the Patricks. Um, yeah. He's supposedly on the block, mostly because he's been he's kind hurt of... hurt all the time. Yeah, he's been hurt a lot, and a lot of people think he's a bust. Um, Philly's a bust. Be, yeah, I was about to say, he could be like a... Dylan Strom, except technically Dylan Strom had better underlying numbers even in his like lower line form than than Nolan does. Yeah. So I don't know if he was cheap. I just don't know what the cost would be. I don't mind. I don't mind reclamation projects. I just don't want to give up too much for them. 
that makes sense. I don't think that they need rec- any more reclamation projects. No. They're having a hard time working on any of them with, that they have already. <laughs> exactly. Like, what's going on with Alex Nylander? Nothing much. Why, why would we do <laughs> another reclamation project when that's happening with the, the one we are trying to work on? And they don't think Strom's good enough, clearly. Exactly. And that's another reclamation project. They, but I don't think Stan Bowman has a good touch for reclamation yeah. projects. Oh, no, I don't either. I think I've gone through, like, who have they who have they've kept? You know, like if like none of them have worked out except for Connor Murphy. And I don't think he was technically a reclamation project. I think he was a value for value right. contract trade. Um Well, we all we all like Connor Murphy too, so we're not gonna slander him at all. <laughs> no, I mean just some people some people kind of were like down on him because he it took him a little while to get into Q system, like which is yeah. not uncommon, but he was really good at by the end of that year. Like it didn't yeah, take him a full season. Really. I think people are also down on him because he's not Nick Jalmerson. Yeah, but he kind of erased that a little bit. It's kind of like people get mad at the whole like Nylander for Yogi Haru thing because they're like, well, you don't like Nylander because you just liked, no, Yogi Haru wasn't here long enough for people to be that invested in him. They didn't yeah. like, they just don't like, Nylander because he no I, yeah I, well I don't like Nylander for a lot of reasons but like I'm not going to go off until we see him and then I can try to argue that in person again because till yeah. he plays it doesn't matter yeah he only had one year with that with the Blackhawks I actually don't mind them giving him another shot and hopefully his knee is fine and he's just it that was the adversity he needed to be like I'm gonna prove everybody wrong or something who knows I guess I yeah. think I I think I was mad because they needed people on the blue line and I was like what are you doing you just picked this guy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, speaking yeah. of the blue line, I'd I'd grab Vince Dunn if we could, if they could. I don't think the St. Louis St. Louis Blues trade him within the division, but sure. If they wanted if, if they wanted a defenseman, he's a lot younger than both Jones and Hamilton. It's going to be a lot less expensive in terms of assets. He can skate. Exactly, and he's what like twenty four, twenty five. Like he can still he's still he's a good middle pairing defenseman at least. He's he might still have a better ceiling than he just could have in St. Louis because they had their top guys the entire time. I don't know what they're going to do though. They're kind of headed south. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say this past season, he had, according to like uh, top down hockey's numbers and putting, you know, uh, his EV defense number was in the 97th percentile for the league, which I don't know if he's that good defensively, but Hey, I mean, he's been, he's been one of the top of the, been one of the top defensemen in the league multiple years now. Um, who are the? What was Nate Schmidt was the other person I think Shepard had mentioned in passing. Before. Yeah, yeah. That one's a more expensive contract. That's yeah. five point nine. Still worth it. He's a top pairing defenseman. Yeah, I know he's good offensively. I'm not as familiar with him defensively, honestly. He was the better defensive partner on the Golden Knights initial top. The defensive bearing between him and Braden McNabb. I mean, McNabb's known for his defense. So, so I, I remember. Yeah, I was mad when the Blues got Falk, but I feel like he had a terrible year. Oh, he had the he had the he had the opposite. He was one of the better defensemen in the league last season. Every time I watched, I only watched the Blues a handful of times. Is usually when they're playing Colorado because like they're so boring. Um, but like they just ran right through him. So I only watched, like I said, I only watched him a handful of times. But so I was like, oh, he didn't. Because I thought, oh, the Hawks should get, you know, go after him. But because what they gave up for Falk was like nothing. Yeah. 
That's because he had a bad season the year before that with Carolina. And had been why can't the Hawks make those deals though ever? <laughs> I mean they did, they did once with Oduya. That's true, but that was ten years ago. I know. I was about to say, like every time I bring up I'm like, I think Bowman has good and bad deals. And then when I go and look at these good deals, none of them are recent. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, I mean, it was a great deal. You're totally right. That was a huge, it helped them, you know, win cups. <laughs> but it's just like, Kubelik's yo, that was 10 years ago. It's like, that's crazy. Yeah. Kubelik's a bad deal. Like, I, I'm kind of tired of giving Stan Bowman credit. Kubelik's a bad deal by the LA Kings. That's true, but it, we're talking about a team that gives, you know, if we're talking about at least Bowman can take advantage of a situation like that, why can't he do it more often? Yeah. I'm at least going to be like, at least you did that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he loses a lot of trades. It's usually just kind of meh. You know, it's like, uh, okay, whatever. It doesn't really work out either way. If you would stop trading Sod, like involving Sod in a trade, like if they get him, like what if they sign him and then you're like, no. You're going to try to trade him for something bad. <laughs> I feel like they might try to sign him back to, and just be like finish out here because I don't think Colorado is going to gonna be able to pay him. Oh, I don't think they no, have him either. No, no, no. That, I don't think they have – even though he's one of the better players, especially against the Golden Knights, I don't think he's in the, in the plans to pay this offseason. Right. He just so, – so his zone entry is – they're going to need somebody to replace him, but they can't pay him. No. <laughs> I'm interested to see where he goes. Yeah. I mean, we, this is actually a pretty good segue into free agency. Uh, cool. Because, I mean, who do we want the Blackhawks to target in free agency? Rumors are, of course, they're going after Hamilton potentially, which we're all yay for. Um, yep. Because he's awesome. <laughs> but who else? First of all, what do you think his contract would be? Like, do you. Hamilton, Hamilton's? Yeah. I think the reason he's. Carolina's going to try for an eight, uh, try to sign and trade to give that team an eighth year. So I think probably eight years at nine. Oof. Okay. That's. I mean, I don't know if the Hawks are going to be able to do that. He's he's one of the best defensemen in the league. No, I, I know, but it's just the the money. It's not that they don't want to. Yeah, I think this is back to Seth Jones because Seth Jones is going to want that too. I mean, yeah, I'd much, I'd, I would nine. much rather. Yeah, I would much rather pay Dougie Hamilton that nine than like even Seth Jones like seven. Yeah. Um, I'm still very vocal as I've been about just give everything for Ovechkin. <laughs> I don't but, think anything could pry Ovechkin away from Washington, and I think they'll do everything to keep him. Oh, I know, but I'm just <laughs> I'm still gonna ride that <laughs> until he signs. <laughs> oh. Um. And I know we talked about we don't really want – don't need more forwards, but the defensive UFAs are like there's not any good ones beyond Hamilton to me. Um, so yeah, It's kind of a rough pool right now, isn't it? It's a bad – I mean, honestly, most free agency pools are not great. There's usually like one or two big names that are good and maybe a couple of lower line forwards that are signed cheap that aren't terrible, but all the middle players are horrible. Um or they want to. Well, there there are good names in the defensive prospect. I mean, in, in the defensive pool, Alec Martinez is still playing really good hockey. Uh, end of list, kind of. Uh, I, Brandon, Mon- I, Brandon Montour's young. I think he's had bad. I mean, he, I mean, maybe 
I shouldn't shut it out because he's not terrible. You're right. He's not old, like too old. And he probably won't cost that much because it is, he's had some too bad years, too bad ish years. Um, so maybe it would, he wouldn't cost too much and isn't a, is a low risk for like a two or three year deal. I just don't know how much, like, would he take that? Like, I feel like a lot of these guys might want to go with longer deals just in the, like, just to, secure their their you know their purse um but i don't know i was gonna say what would you guys think about Dino? like i, I want mean, him back i don't know how expensive he'll be i know i think uh this is looking forward to next year unless the penguins blow it up and you can trade but i really would like the hawks to have a guy like brian Dumore. yeah dumo is good like, that's, like, a kind of middle-pairing guy that's not, like, top shelf where you're going to have to pay him a ton, you know? Because I think he makes, like, four right now. Yeah. But he's done next makes. year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, if you can replace him with, like, a Dumoulin, and think about it, if the Penguins do blow it up either this year or next year, then you might be able to get away with something like that not too bad on a trade and then sign him or maybe just sign him in free agency. I don't know, though. I don't know if they'll actually blow it up. I feel like their switch of GMs was them saying they didn't want to do that. Yeah, totally. Which I get. I mean, when you have Sidney Crosby and Malkin on your team, I can, it's the same, it's the same mentality that the Hawks have had, which they're like, when you have players like Taves and Kane and Keith, why why won't you still go for it? Um, Right. Totally. They might even, they might even try to sign Saad. They would be smart too, because he's from. Yeah around there right like that's where his yeah he's from Pittsburgh although it would be really funny this won't happen but it'd be really funny if the Rangers signed Sod and he played on a line with Panarin (laughs) people would lose their minds (laughs) I mean the the problem is they're both LWs yeah but I mean you could you could move them around Sod plays not as well on the right but he can play the right I feel like Sod is always going in on the right and then like he kind of rotates over it's weird like when he's well trying to enter the zone because Kubelik can shoots much better when he's on the left. They kept whenever he was with Saad, that's when they would move yeah. to the right. It was the same in 2015. Bickle was like because you know we had the red wedding line for most of that year, and then um, Saad was on the third line with Bickle for a lot of 2014, yeah. 15, and Bickle can't play on the right worth shit. So you know it was Saad. Yeah. So. Always crazy. Saad didn't play more with Kane. <laughs> I mean, if Saad is was with technically on the right with Panarin, though, I mean, literally, you either make space for Panarin or everybody rotates over and Saad just puts his butt in the crease. You know? Yeah. Yep. It's not really too much going on there. I just thought it'd be, it's just a funny thought that came to mind. New York's going to look real different next year, probably with with uh, everything but players. So I don't know if they're going to make a lot of moves till they get a hold of their team. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry. I just Dumoulin was the one yeah. that I was kind of looking forward ahead to. Speaking of offensive free agents, where are y'all looking at? Uh, like forwards? Yeah. Uh, they're still not. I just don't like this free agent class. I, I think I say that every year, but I think I really, <laughs> <laughs> I think I really, I, think I mean it this year. <laughs> <laughs> like, whew, um. I mean, there's the there's the big names. I don't think the Blackhawks are going to be in on like Taylor Hall or David Craig, uh, David Krejci or Ovechkin. Right. But besides that, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, who are you going to go after? Uh, Landis Scott, are you going to try and pry the, the Avalanche's captain away from them? I don't think it's going to work. Um, well, you know, like, you could get Tatar, but because he's doing really well in Montreal, but he's, what, 30? Going to be 31 soon? Um, and I don't, I don't know how, he's, how much he's played in the postseason for them. I thought he was doing pretty – I thought, well, you know what? I'm not even going to – I thought he was, like, their – you know what? Just ignore me. Tatar. I like Tatar. <laughs> I remember uh, when we were talking about when the Blackhawks were signing or trying to trade for a Thomas from the Red Wings and then ended up being Yurko instead of Tatar and how bitter fans were <laughs> at the time. Yeah. It's the only thing I really remember um, Tatar too much. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, it's good. good. What's going to happen with the Hawks is they're going to try to get Hamilton and then they're going to not get him. And then they're going to be like, we're going to get Jones and they're going to miss out on that. They're going to end up with like Adam Larson for too much money and it's going to be awful. Larson. Um, who else is even available? You don't want Brandon Sutter. Sutter hey, we don't want, we don't want Felino. We don't want Grandlin. It's like a bunch of guys that exactly. they don't really want or need. It's like I mean, there's decent five years ago. Yeah, I mean there there are like the Tampa Bay like bottom six guys that have helped them that are like one of the reasons they've won the two potentially uh, game for us tonight uh, as we record this two back to back cups is Mark Barclay Goudreau and Blake Coleman are both free agents. I think you need those guys, but you have to build that kind of um, kind of top shelf first. Because look at how many yeah. Hawks players people thought were going to be superstars and then they left and they weren't really that good. They were still okay. But like the Bickles and Sods and Bolins and these guys who are good players, but they had Taves, Kane, Keith, Hosa. You know what I mean? It's like you got to have – the Hawks have to build the core again before they yeah. really add too much to this. And it's awkward because it's like Taves and Kane are still there. Yeah, you can't fill out the complimentary players until you have the, like, essential players. That's why I think they just need that back end. Like, they need – I mean, hopefully, you know, somebody can work out, but they really need that one guy, that top defender. I mean, there's still hope Boquist is going to be that eventually. It's just – I don't think it's going to be next year. No. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, It's weird. It's hard to tell. I think he could take really good steps next year if they you don't want him under freaking Colleton, but that's just uh, – I tried really that's, hard this whole year to give Colleton the benefit of the doubt, and I just got to the point where I was like, I don't think he's as – like, I don't really get where his reputation with young players comes from, and I don't – I think people give him credit for natural development of young players. Um, like – Doc, last year, people were like, look what he did in the playoffs, and that's because of Colleton. And I'm like, no, it's not. Shove it. <laughs> so I, I want them to stay the course. I just, like we keep saying, I wish it was with a better coach. Um, I mean, granted, this is the other end of the spectrum, but, like, look what Trotz was able to do with that defense. Like, if you had a system like that and a coach, like maybe Boquist and maybe even Mitchell or Bodan or Kalanick, like those guys would be making strides quicker, you know? Yeah. But it's just so difficult. And I, I know I'm the egregious, like, over-the-top person who was screaming about the coach all year, but it's hard not to anymore at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are good coaches available, but... 
<laughs> I know. We were all like screaming too because uh what's his name? Uh Gallant was available for so long. The Blackhawks had Granado in system two, who is probably going to be a decent coach, but at least he has actual experience with young players. Yep. Yeah. Like coaching them up and doing well with them. So I I my personal opinion is that in free agency I don't think they should go hardcore for anybody unless it's someone like Hamilton. Um, and even then it really depends on the actual amount he wants. Um, He's probably the only player who has any worse, like in that regard. Yeah. Like if, if, if Deneau wanted to come to the Hawks, I don't know why. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, Sure. Sure. Um, and he wasn't too expensive and he didn't mind slotting in as a one, two C kind of situation so that doc doesn't have to be, super high up like it can be like an influx thing and that way if Taves is good but not as good you know like he's a backup plan because you know he can at least play extremely well as a 1c more defensive than than anything else but he can do it um I wouldn't mind that but other than that I don't really see a need for I don't think they should go for Sod again I love him but I just don't want to tempt Bowman (laughs) yeah (laughs) trying to trade him and lose another trade um I think most of their most of their options should be through trade, and even that, I'm not really sure what they can get. Don't really like most of their rumors, so. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you guys. I, I only I only provide the Seth Jones uh, stuff because I like a little bit of controversy in the chat. But in all yeah. seriousness, it would be a terrible, like really, Hamilton's the only guy that's worth really chasing after at that point, especially for the money. Yeah. Yeah. If they did get Jones, I would, we just have to try to like think of him on a completely clean slate and see what he does. Cause you never know, but it's not something I really want to risk. No, I don't want them to keep putting like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously Hamilton's different, but I don't want them to keep blocking guys from getting ice time that needs to start playing. Yeah. At some point they've got to develop some players like what the hell you know i mean most of the young players don't get that long anymore not since the cup years and even then you know they rotated them out which was fine because they were winning cups but they literally haven't developed like there hasn't been a player a defensive player that has played 100 games for the blackhawks since what jomerson so yep Mm -hmm. i mean should hit that soon but He's not there. And the problem is, like, when you look at the ice time these veterans are getting and the Hawks aren't making the playoffs, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. And then on the forward side, you've got Dubrinkit as the only drafted player since Saad, essentially, that stayed with the team. And technically, Saad got traded before his first, his second contract. Yeah. Uh, every other first round player or second round player the Blackhawks had that was worth a shit. And then also including uh, any other high-end free agency players, such as Panarin, they traded before their second contract could kick in. Dabrinkit is the only one that has made it. So yeah, that's not good. (laughs) Not good guys. I mean, technically Strom can count, I guess, because he's in his second contract and Kubelik, but they both only had, a very short period of time with the Hawks before that. So 
It's yeah, this, this is basically Google League's first contract. Yeah, exactly. And they're about to get rid of Strom, so at least that's what it seems like. I hope not because I actually really like Strom. Um, so the, but, the, the overall takeaway from this podcast is stay the course, but get somebody new in, tra- in charge of the ship uh, in multiple <laughs> ways. And yeah. I think the other thing is every single player that I wrote about this offseason is supposed to get traded, which is freaking weird. <laughs> I think I cursed them, you guys. Or I like we stole all the good ones. <laughs> no, I mean I wrote about Keith and Strom and guys like guys you'd expect to, you know, be around, I guess, but Kalanuk, oh no, protect Kalanuk. <laughs> I hope they don't I hope they give him he's another player I want to see more of, so yeah. I mean, I staying the course, I think is a good takeaway, you know, make the deals where they can, but don't give up too much. Don't block some players and stay the course as much as possible. And free Kurashev. Yeah. People keep throwing him into Seth Jones deals and I'm like, excuse you. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Could you stop? Cause it's also, uh, I keep throwing in there too. And I'm like, yeah. I would hate you all. Sometimes I want to ask people like, Hey, have you watched this team <laughs> at all? <laughs> all right. One, one final note from me, uh, yeah. RAP Mat- 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 Mattis. Oh yeah. Linux. Yeah. Got hit, hit in the chest by a firework. Huge sky is, point. That's terrible. It's 24. Yeah. And he's about to start playing NHL regular minutes too. That was the reason he was the reason Columbus was going to trade one of the goaltenders. What a freak yeah. accident. Terrible loss. Um, absolutely. So be safe. Uh, if you're please, you know, I know people by me are still doing fireworks. Please be safe. Yeah. <laughs> I, ugh, ugh. poor guy. Hope like thoughts and prayers, I guess, to his family and stuff. Um, yeah, that's, that's rough. Bad note to end on, but I guess we'll have to. Yep. All right. Do we'll we, see do you we ever end this on a good note? <laughs> Not really. No, this is the deep, this is the deep diver one. Yeah, uh, there's no no good. The, the, the further you go underneath the surface with the Blackhawks, apparently the worse you get. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it for us this week. Um, for LBR and Mill signing off. Uh, go question dot 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 question mark pop, pox, question mark. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs>